Luke chapter 24, and we're going to just spend a few moments. We all know this chapter. This is chapter. This is the chapter of the two on the road to Emmaus. And it says in verse 13, two of them, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus. And verse 14, they talked together of all these things which had happened. And as they're going along, uh, verse uh, 17, the Lord Jesus Christ himself draws near to these two disciples. One of them is called uh, Cleopas, but the other is unnamed. Cleopas, we're not even sure who he is. He's not part of the 12 or the 11 now. So there's a sense where these are, if you can say it this way, these are the nobodies. Nobody knows. Who are these people? Nobody knows. But the Lord Jesus Christ came to them. He's going to come to us too. Who cares the fact that we're nobodies? The Lord Jesus is going to come to the nobodies. So he comes alongside, and it says that uh, Jesus <clears throat> himself drew near. It's verse 17, what manner of communication are, are these that you have one to another? What are you talking about as you're walking along here through the road of life, and you're sad? What's going on? Why are you so sad? And Cleopas obviously starts talking, and you see, their hopes were dashed. Their hopes were dashed. They had expectations. They had, they thought one thing, and their world had crumbled around them. They, they were discouraged. And that is often a reason why God's people can go through periods of great discouragement, depression. You have certain hopes certain expectations, let's say. They thought they were going to see the kingdom established. They were following Christ around, and they were they were on a high. They were seeing miracles. They were seeing the, they, the kingdom of darkness pushed back. They saw the religious leaders for who they were, and they were put in their place. Somebody finally was standing up to them and speaking with great authority and power, and it was... They were on the crest. They thought the kingdom is going to come now. He's going to set up the kingdom. He's going to be the last of the great kings. Um, you know, since the days of Solomon, the Romans are going to skedaddle, and we are going to be in this, this era of just blessing. Everything changed. He was crucified as a criminal. Everybody had scattered. Where are his friends? Where are his disciples? There's just a few women there at the cross. And even, even after when they uh, took his body down, Joseph. And you remember who the other man was? Nicodemus. He was the one who came to Jesus by night afraid. Now he's there at the end. He's there. He's willing to nail his colors to the mast with uh, Joseph. But it's like, where's everyone else? You can just understand how, how just defeated and how sad the whole situation was. I mean, they, where'd everybody go? <clears throat> 
everybody was afraid, everybody was just discouraged. So you have these disciples, they thought, they thought, they thought he was going to, see, in verse 20 it said, we had trusted, we had trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. We thought he was going to, he was the one to set it all up. See, they had a wrong expectation. He was going to come, but he was going to do so much more. They didn't see that part of it. Their faith was so was so um, on on the lo- the lower part of the shelf. They couldn't see anything beyond earthly Israel and the kingdom of it and Solomon, and that's what they thought. Oh, they had no idea. He was. His kingdom is worldwide. He, this had to happen. And then Jesus, of course, beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded, he opened, that's the word, to them all the scriptures. He brought them back to the Bible. He brought them back to the Bible. He opened the scriptures to them. By the way, all throughout this chapter, you're going to see a constant reference back to the scriptures, to the scriptures, to the word, his words, to the promises, to the prophecies, the scriptures. He opened the scriptures, and you know the story. Afterwards, disciples were like, you know, our hearts were burning in us. We couldn't understand it. But here's the part I just want us to take away. Because there needs to be a, a, I was thinking, when you, these prayer meetings, there needs to be not just a nice devotional thought, but there needs to be an action item. What it is, what is it that we're calling on people to do? Here's the action item, if I can say it that way. Check this out. In verse 28, they drew nigh to the village whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. Isn't that interesting? He was, he made it seem like he was just going to move on. So this is the disciples, they've arrived at their de- destination. Jesus will say, okay, goodbye, I'm going to go now. And he made as though as he would have gone further. And this is the action item, verse 29. They constrained him. And they said, abide with us. Don't leave. Don't leave me. Don't leave us. That's where we are. This is where we are on our road. We have had a thousand, a thousand and forty-four days of the scriptures being opened to us. Have we not? Every single day, we have had the scriptures opened to us and our hearts burning within us to some degree or another. We have had that. What do we do with this? Do we just keep on... Yes, we'll continue to open the scriptures, but there is something that 
we must do. You see, there is a sense where the Lord comes, comes close. He draws near to us, isn't there? He is, we have felt him drawing near to us. We have, I have, I know you have. And there have been others on this call who are not here anymore, who have as well. And by the way, this is not to say that somehow if you're not on the call, you've fallen from grace. Don't be so silly. But if we know human nature, we go through periods of discouragement and um, depression, if we can put it that way, where the, the strength of the bearers of the burden is decayed. And... What do, they, what do we need? Our hearts are warmed. We need now to wrestle and constrain the Lord. Abide with us. That was what they needed. Sometimes because of the, perhaps, maybe, I don't know for sure, but, you know, the Lord rebuked them, O fools and slow of heart, to believe all the prophets Sometimes our slow faith, our slowness to believe God can cause the Lord to move on. Perhaps. You know, uh, th there is a time when the Lord does move on, right? Um, that's, that was the warning he gave to the churches in, in Revelation. Repent, or the, the candlestick will, will be removed. Uh, back in the days of Joshua, you know, when they had the sin in the camp with Achan, the Lord said, you, you deal with this or my presence will not be with you anymore. There are times when the Lord will move on. Let's put it this way. Move on to others. What's our, what's our business now? We need to hold on. To, we need to constrain him. We have to wrestle like Jacob did and not let him go. These disciples, that word constrain is a very strong word. It's a very strong word. It wasn't just, oh, just come with us. We, we have, um, have some food here. No, they, it was almost like they begged him. Physically even, maybe. They constrained him. That's a strong word. Just think of it. Do we exercise that kind of desperation in our praying to God? Don't leave us. Please. Because that is what we need, you know. I don't care what else you have need of. I don't know what else, what all everybody is going through. And again, it doesn't matter. But I know for my mother, who is going through a very dark valley right now, you know, we could say she needs healing, and we certainly are happy to pray for that. And we can say she needs this medicine, and she needs to have this over here, and, and, and those are all not wrong things. But you know what she really needs? Is what everybody needs, whether you're in health or in sickness. You need the Lord, His presence, and you need to beg that He does not leave you. Now, the comfort for my mother is that though 
I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil because thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Even those instruments of discipline, I'm, I'll take it. I'm happy. They comfort me because it, it proves that he is there. He's the one holding those, that rod and the staff. Good. He's there. That's all that matters. They comfort me. And that's what we need. We need to constrain him. Let's beg. Beg God. Don't leave. Don't leave us. Our hearts burned. That's good. Now let's constrain him. And let's say to him, abide with us. And by the way, as I said the other day, these disciples had dragging feet. They were dragging, shuffling along that road, sad. Our hearts burned within them. Something happened as the scriptures were opened. And they begged him to stay. And he did. And guess what happened? Right at that moment, verse 31, their eyes were opened. They knew him. And what happened in verse 33? The same hour they rose up and they hightailed it to Jerusalem. Dragon feet no more. They had strength. It was late. They all of a sudden had this new energy from out of nowhere and they were able to go straight to Jerusalem. They had already arrived at Emmaus, but they it was time to pick up and go. And they went dragon feet to dragon feet. They went and they had strength. And then they tell the disciples who were also in this state of despair, the 11 that were there. <laughs> Verse 35, they told what things were done and how he was known of them in breaking of bread. That's significant, don't you think? The breaking of bread is typically uh, what we the phrase that we use when talking about communion. You see what happened? Their memories were jogged when Jesus broke that bread. Immediately, they their their minds got clear, and they're like, "Wait a second. Their eyes were opened. Jesus was there. They just were revived. It was there that he was known of them. That is significant. Don't neglect the communion. And as as they were speaking, Jesus Himself can you this is can you imagine? He stood in the midst of all of this, and they were scared to death. That would have it says they were terrified and affrighted. Jesus is calming them down. Do you have anything to eat? So there he is. He's showing his hands. He's like, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. He's, he's eating a piece of fish and a piece of honeycomb. You can just see him there. He's, he's eating it. He's just proving and he's enjoying it with them. He's saying, this is good. And he's eating it. And they're, all, they're just like looking at him. They're staring at him. They can't believe that, that he's even there. And he says... He's going to go, but just wait in Jerusalem until the promise of the Father is sent. And so this is just the most, most beautiful thing, and I want to be encouraged. I want you to be encouraged. 
And if, if you're out there, and you're hearing my words, and Marcia, if you're hearing my words one day, know that you're beloved and that we are praying for you and we're praying for one another. So even if you're not here, and even if there are those that are not here, I don't see Dan, Dan Brown, but he was very touched the other day when Engela asked how he was doing. If Engela, if you remember, he sent me a note saying that really touched him. You see, it doesn't take a lot, friends. We don't think it's it's cheap for us. You know, we, we it doesn't take a lot. But it does an enormous amount of encouragement. So let's let's keep Warming ourselves with the scriptures, yes. It's all in there. It's all about the scriptures. Jesus goes on to, to tell them about all these things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses, the prophets, the Psalms concerning me. Then he opened their understanding that he might, what? Understand the scriptures. Don't ever get away from that. The Bible. This is Jesus in print, if you can say it that way. And then we want his presence with us so that even the youths, the young men, natural strength, even they will fall. They will run out of energy. They will become wearied. But they that wait upon the Lord, they that wrestle and constrain them, they shall renew their strength as the eagle. They shall mount up with wings they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Like Moses, whose force was not abated. Like Joshua, whose strength was the same as it was 40 years ago. That's what we need, is strength. God bless you.